Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. There it is. And it's brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert, and your Longhorn lender. Be sure to check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, bowersockteam.com. You want to go hoops audio first? You want to go we can SEC do that. It's, it's, right. it's, it, uh, you know, of course, Longhorn's getting ready to play West Virginia a second time. This West Virginia team playing better than they did the first time they met. They won back-to-back Big 12 games. They beat Auburn. They're, they're you know, they're, they're looking good. They uh, beat Iowa State the other night. So last night on Longhorn Weekly with Rodney Terry from Pluckers, from Learfield and heard here on the horn, we got to talking about this West Virginia team and, uh, you know, how they are playing at a higher level and the challenges they'll present. It's a second matchup. We've talked about this before. When you see a team the first time around and then you get ready for them the second time, this West Virginia team uh, was playing pretty well when you played them the first time and beat them in Morgantown, but they seem to really be playing well now coming off the win over Iowa State. They're playing great right now. They're probably one of the hottest teams in the league right now with, uh, with what they've done. They, they, uh, they beat a really good Auburn team at home. Um, you know, they uh, carried that over with a really good win against Oklahoma. Um, you know, they played great over a good stretch here the last four or five ball games. Um, you know, they, they're a physical team. They're going to they're gonna defend really well. I think they're guarding a lot better right now. And then Stevenson is a guy who's a go-to guy. He's, he's had some big games for him, and he's really scoring the ball at a very high level for those guys as well. Yeah, and, and you mentioned, of course, former Longhorn Trey Mitchell has been playing well for them, and, and he can knock down some shots. Trey can make shots as well, and, uh, you know, he's, he's shooting a three a lot better this year, and uh, he's a lot more aggressive offensively, and uh, uh, he's going to be a tough matchup for us. Yeah, and so they'll have to deal with that. They, uh, Stevenson has just been uh, lights out lately. It started that uh, against Auburn, and he has just been hammering. And the Longhorns did a really good job on him in uh, the first meeting between the two. And uh, since then, yeah, he, he had seven he, points in the uh, the loss of Texas back on the, uh, January 21st. Yeah, and he has been white hot of late. Eric Stevenson, on his fourth school, by the way, you know, uh, South Carolina was the most recent one. He's from Lacey, Washington. But uh, that's that's another guy they'll have to make sure. Try. And Joe Toussaint coming off the bench has been good for them of late so, also. So Stevenson, after the Texas game, he had 16 against Tech, 31 against Auburn, 17 against TCU, 34 against Oklahoma. But to RT's point about how well they're playing as a team right mm-hmm. now, Stevenson only had eight points in their win over Iowa State. Yeah, they had other guys that could Shot step up. Shot one for six them. from the field. Kadrian Johnson is another guy that, that Rodney knows very, very well. He's a native Texan out of South Oak Cliff. Started off just up the road from us at Temple College. So uh, that's you know, that's another one of the uh, another one of the challenges that they'll face. Splits and sweeps, Craig. Gotta get them when the opportunity presents themselves. So it's if you're gonna win a conference championship. So this is uh, I said it yesterday when you were out. About about as must win as a must win game could be if you wanna Keep keep uh, keep the pace. Absolutely. The uh, Texas women also looking for a sweep. They play TCU at four o'clock. Uh, TCU will go into the game with a six and seventeen record. They're zero and twelve in the Big Twelve. Longhorns won the first meeting in Fort Worth. 
uh, back on January 4th. That was the uh, Rory Harmon triple-double game Mm -hmm. when she had the triple-double in that. So... um, uh, it's a team that struggle. Vic Schaefer yesterday at the luncheon was like, it doesn't matter. It's got to be about us. we got to be better in a lot of areas and things of that nature. So they, they know the caliber of opponent they're playing. Uh, TCU has had some competitive games, but they've been blown out in some games too, and uh, that'll be the game at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. By the way, <clears throat> um, we announced this last night on uh, Longhorn Weekly. Did you notice what the, the students – uh, and and I'm sure Jack will probably like this. What the uh, well, he he heard it. The first 250 students. First of all, the first thousand students are going to get breakfast tacos from Rudy's because it's an 11 a.m. tip. So they're encouraging him to get in line early, like they've been doing. Oh, kegs and eggs, hardwood yep. style. Yeah. The first 250 that's students. The, that's by the way, that's the most excited Jack has been in the last two days. When I just mentioned kegs and eggs. Yeah, he's down with that. Uh, and he might have been excited about this thing. I didn't. I didn't look over to see at the time. But you know what? The first 250 students are receiving them are. Uh, I don't know. How about free chainsaws? No, Texas Longhorn pajama pants. Oh, sweet. As an homage to Dylan Mitchell. Oh, and cool. Because I'm telling you, DM wears pajama pants when we're like on the road all the time. Yeah, he, he's that. he's in him. He's, so so uh, yeah, uh, 200. First 250 students get those uh, pajamas. Would you be down with that recent graduate, Jack Farrell? Absolutely. I mean, PJ pants, branded university PJ pants. I'm I'm taking any day of the week. Much more practical gift than a chainsaw. So yes, yes, cool. it's, it's, it's much of what's the line John Candy and Summer Rental, where the, the lady had the uh, augmentation and she. The peels off to show him, and he goes, he goes, what do you think? I, well, my husband wanted to get a chainsaw. Oh, no, those are that's, uh, much uh, much more handy than uh, power tools, you know. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, that, that that's that's what's going on tomorrow with the games. 11 o'clock for the men, 4 o'clock for the women. Both games you'll hear here on the horn as uh, DevCon Dave and, and the uh, and the technical wizardry still works, diligently trying to get everything fixed up for 105.3 The Bat, so it returns to normal programming uh, next week, so uh, tomorrow. And today, we need to point this out, Jeff, Texas softball season opens today. Yep. You know, Mike Mike White's uh, team, of course, reaching the national championship round a season ago before falling to Oklahoma. So they're in the uh, – they, they start a brand-new season, and they start it today over at McCombs Field, and uh, they'll play – Two games today, two games tomorrow, one game on Sunday. So, yes, football uh, off and rolling. And uh, they'll begin it this afternoon, uh, taking on Missouri at 3 o'clock. And then they'll play Northwestern right after. Missouri's ranked 23rd in the country. Northwestern is ranked 8th. And you can hear both games on AM 1260. Andrew Haynes back on the call again for Texas softball this afternoon. Doubleheader today, doubleheader tomorrow against Illinois and 12th-ranked Tennessee in a single-game Sunday against 17th-ranked Kentucky. So the NFCA Division I leadoff classic is just that. Uh, it'll be a classic. Baseball season opens a week from today. I was out at Dish Falk yesterday. Sat down with David Pierce for a while, chatted over his name, watched some of the guys go through your wedding workout. gift. I did. We did. I picked up the wedding gift as well that uh, David and Susan uh, got for Lyndon. Me, it's been sitting in his office for a while, but I did. I picked that up and months. He told me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we had a great <laughs> conversation. Uh, 
visit with Woody Williams a little bit. Talked with Woody and also with uh, Steve Rodriguez. So visit with coaching nice. staff. Had a good had a good chat yesterday and getting uh, geared up for the start of baseball season, which is one week from tonight at Globe Life Field in Arlington against the Arkansas Razorbacks. More on all of that coming next week. But the big headline news involving not only the University of Texas, but many other institutions came down yesterday. Yep. Uh, You ready for uh, SEC logo feces to be splattered all over the 40 (laughs) next summer, Craig? (laughs) What do you mean? You see that? You see, you know, the logo everywhere. Like you go to College Station, the thing is everywhere. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's true. kind of strange to look at. Still, you go, I go to College Station, like, yeah, that SEC logo just looks strange here. But uh, no, at any rate, Texas and Oklahoma will be there in 2024. Like I told you, it was probably going to happen. Like we trusted our sources at mm-hmm. Horns 24/7. So basically, this is what it amounts to: Texas and Oklahoma are going to end up each paying 50 million dollars. That's going to come from forfeited television revenue as part of their exit agreement with the Big 12. Uh, that's going to generate a total of $100 million. How that's going to break down, uh, so that it's going to come out of the, the, rev, the revenue they earn as SEC members. Fox is going to get $20 million of that $100 million, while the, the other $80 million will be split eight ways, $10 million each, to the eight legacy Big 12 schools. It's Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. So this kind of makes everybody whole. I've seen the reports, Craig, that... For, for us, for, for planning purposes, it changes things for the 2024 season because it looks like that game, that series between Texas and Michigan, the game in Ann Arbor is going to be moved to 2024. That's what, in tech, nobody's made that official yet, but that's apparently part of what Fox felt would make them whole if they can make that game a Fox game so they can mm-hmm. get the rights to it uh, in 2024. Uh, so everybody seems to be happy. We figured this was going to be the way out, and, and it is. And now Texas is is going into the SEC, and, and this will be the program's last season in the Big 12. I, I want to talk about the football aspect of it at the top of next hour because I, I really want to dig into that. But one thing that I do want, because I was going to – basically I'm flip-flopping how I was going to run this and, and what I was going to talk about in hour two as opposed to hour one. And I want to bring this up because uh, Crystal Conte mentioned it this morning with Bucky and Aaron – and I got a lot of questions about this last night. Well, what does this mean for the Longhorn Network? What does this mean for the Longhorn Network? And CDC basically iterated what I've been told all along is that whenever Texas makes the move to the SEC, basically LHN is going to be rolled into the SEC network. Mm-hmm. You'll the, There will still be the SEC network proper, which will have its own broadcast lineup. But the big thing, and this is a big reason why, one of the big reasons why the SEC wanted Texas and Oklahoma all your other sports, pretty much your Olympic sports and anything that's not on SEC Network proper, it's going to be on SEC Network plus the streaming component is going to be a really big deal. So for Longhorn fans, I and I've been asked this and I don't have the answer, Craig, I don't think you do either. I don't know what this means for shows like Rewind or, or anything like that or, or broadcast and press conferences, but in terms of live sporting events, you're not going to miss anything with the move to the SEC that you were getting with LHN, you just might have to find a different way to view it in terms of streaming rather than the traditional, you know, the traditional broadcast now. I think you're exactly right. Now, this may come as a little bit of a sticker shock to some Longhorn fans who were used to once finally when Longhorn Network got its footprint in all around on cable and satellite systems and it's not on all of them as we know, but right. once they were able to get on the majority of those uh whether it hiked up your cable bill or your satellite bill or not. Uh, you know, you were so used to just being able to turn it on and find it there. 
So that's not going to happen once they get on in there. I think probably what will happen is there will be a great many athletic events from the University of Texas that will be on SEC Network, and there may be different regional platforms Mm -hmm. uh, that the the grids are set up with uh, cable and satellite to provide for that. But beyond that, let's say there's a baseball and a softball game going on at the same time or overlapping, and say they're carrying the softball game on SEC Network and there's a baseball game that night – that might be ESPN Plus. Yeah, you know you may be looking at it, and if you have a subscription to ESPN Plus, you get it that way. So I, I'm, you know, from the department of Don't Shoot the Messengers, I'm just, I'm just letting yeah. you know that that's a possibility mm-hmm. that it could be like that. Because I only say that because I know in a lot of other SEC markets that's the case. True. Yep. So anyway, yeah. I, just so be prepared to maybe you know utilize the streaming component way more than you are now, but. In terms of what you're going to miss, I, I, from everything I've been told and CDC reiterated it this morning, I don't think you're going to miss anything that you're otherwise watching on LHN right now. Right. Yeah, I know. I That's, it's in terms of the live sporting events. Like I said, the other programming, we'll, we'll see what happens with some of those in terms of coaches' shows and things of that nature. But Well, and, and CDC was on, obviously, with Bucky and Aaron this morning, and he, and he talked about that. He said how they're going to, you know, uh, he, he, he talked about it, uh, the – availability so to speak that they'll have the uh the opportunities and all of that sort of thing with sec network and so that's you know to your point you know the the games will be there Mm -hmm. the the issue will be how exactly you access them yep so okay all right um so somebody said do you think there's a uh chance that there's two sec networks like east and west or still just one well they already kind of have a SEC too. They also they have SEC alternate mm-hmm. channels now. They already have that uh, on your grids if you have the cable or satellite or whatever. You can see that on that. Um, but it could be SEC plus, as they say on some of these words, part of a pay tier. That's certainly a, a possibility of that. Um, that that uh, definitely could happen there. So, um, and and Cooter uh, said, uh, in reference to the split with the Big 12, it reminds me of the line out of McClintock. Divorce, is that where you pay a woman not to live with you anymore? That's about right. Some women I know would be worth it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, you know, like we talked about, Craig, this is better for everybody. You know, Texas and Oklahoma need to, to go ahead and make that move ASAP. And for the Big 12, it's, you know, find your own footing and, You've got the membership you're going to have going forward, and if you want to expand, now you've got the freedom to do so. Yes, yes. And everybody can move on. Ab- absolutely. Uh, the the opportunity uh, opportunity is there. Uh, since we're talking about TV, real quick, any any, any dear word on what CBS is going to do with their 2.30 p.m. slot after they lose the SEC in 2024, as in the interest of full disclosure, as a Paramount yep. employee. Uh, my understanding is, and I think there's been published reports about this, that's why they did the, the television rights deal with the Big Ten. There's yeah. going to be a Big Ten game that goes in that's that right. slot. That's right. That's exactly right. That's where they're going with that. By the way, I'm glad somebody reminded me of this. I don't know why I said this. The, the, the softball games are in Clearwater, Florida. That that tournament, that event's in Clearwater. It's not, somebody said it's down in Florida. It's not at Macomb. So uh, sorry about that. See, I do make mistakes. <laughs> you, you say you own it and you move on. It's next weekend they have the Texas Classic at home, but that leadoff classic is in Clearwater, Florida, where they have a lot of early yeah. softball stuff. And see, Big Crit fan says going to miss the LHN coverage of baseball games, but that's it. You'll, you'll still get Texas baseball. Will, will you get it with. 
with Keith and, and Zeke? That I, I, I don't know. We don't know yet. Don't know. Uh, nobody knows might the answer be, to that yet. Especially some that might go to an SEC Plus or an ESPN Plus tier. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. possible that you could have that. So, um, you, you know, you, you could have that. Certainly, that's a possibility. But, uh, you know, you, you'll probably get a lot of Tom Hart and – <laughs> you know, and nothing some of the other SEC Network guys. Well, Chris Burke. Yeah, Chris Burke. Yeah, you might get some of that in there. We'll see on down the road. All right, uh, up next, Inconceivable here on Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app at hornfm.com.